Thank you for listening today to the Kingdom Business Coaching Podcast. And now your hosts, the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching, Patrice Gay, Scott Landis, and Deborah Schlott. Welcome to the Kingdom Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Patrice Saguet with Deborah Schlott and Scott Landis. We are the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching. Guys, welcome to another episode. Hey, Patrice. I made it. <laughs> Number three. You guys haven't given up yet. I tell you. You know, guys, um, you know what I love about what we're doing here is that every week, individuals around the world... Africa, Asia, um, Europe, wherever, and of course in the United States, they get a chance to hear us be inspired, equipped, and empowered um, to walk out their destiny or to coach from a kingdom perspective. I mean, that neat? Mm-hmm. It is neat. I look forward to getting testimonies on that. Write us, email us, um, as if these podcasts really blesses you because we want to know and we want to be encouraged to continue. Uh, providing this free service. Again, and if they have questions or have ideas questions, or ideas for next. Uh, that's right. Questions you want us to address? Yeah. Bring it up because every week we're going to be right here. And if you listen to these podcasts till eternity, you will never have to buy a book, <laughs> and you may not. You may even never have to pay us to coach you because we do it right here for free every thirty minutes every week. This is a million dollars worth of value right here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, today we're going to talk about relationship and we're going to be on this for a little bit because um we write in this book called the uh, kingdom business coaching uh, the, the kbc keys for success um or the kingdom business coaching keys for success and we've talked about those three keys relationship values and growth and so we want to deal with that one key which is relationship um and scott you you kind of are the author of that section of the book, right? So uh, we're going to all talk about it, but but you're going to kind of be on the line of fire here. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, uh, 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 f- now, first of all, um, Scott, what I love about the way you opened the book is that you kind of, uh, you, you uh, took the scripture, Matthew 25, Matthew 22, 37, 39. The scripture says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, which this is the first and greatest commandment. The second, like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And you kind of begin to break it down. You know, um, you 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 help the listeners or the readers, sorry, uh, understand really what Jesus was dealing with there. And you give them context. What I love, you <laughs> let me read this that you said now. Guys, in the final book, it may not be written this way because this stuff might be edited for, but, but here's what Scott wrote. He said, before we dive in, into the concept, I want to take a moment to recognize the significance of this question and the answer given. And the question being the question about the greatest commandment and the, and the answer being the Matthew 22, 22 scripture. And then here's what Scott wrote. Mo, writes, most people have heard of the Ten Commandments and certainly this verse is referring to the greatest compared with those. But many people haven't thought about the idea that the law is referring to many more than just the Ten Commandments. In fact, in the Old Testament, you write, there are usually 600, there are actually, sorry, 613 of those uh, total, there's 613 total commands. When we include the New Testament, we have an additional 
1,050 commands. So you kind of gave us that, hey, it was, it, they were asking Jesus to pick one out of, out of what, uh, 1,663 commandments. And he kind of had to pick one among all of those. Yeah, that, Scott, tell us a I bit got about an, that question asked of me out of out of these uh, over thousand different. Pick the best one. You know, that'd be that'd be a tough one. The pressure was on Jesus at the time. Yeah. So 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 you make the case that Jesus responds suggests this whole idea of relationship being preeminent when it comes to success, when it comes to life, when it comes to obeying God's word. I mean, you know, could you kind of tell them a little more about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the concept really is about um, that his answer encapsulated all of the law. Mm. So love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself pretty much takes care of all the others. If you if you really think about, you know, I, I haven't looked at every single one of those laws and mm -hmm. commands, but, you know, the idea is that they that those two the first and the, the second that Jesus gave, uh, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, takes care of all the rest. So mm -hmm. it's really making a great case that those are, you got one relationship that, that's most important. And then all the other ones, you, know, you got the, the, the one between you and God, and then all the other ones that are around you. Mm -hmm. Your neighbor means everyone around you. Um, and that takes care of it. If you love those two relationships, those two categories, you are on good foundation to be successful. Well, let me ask something else, though, in that. I would say three relationships because... Um, oh, yes. I, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I wrote a devotional title, Love Yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself because oftentimes we do skip ourselves. And, and now, Deborah, what's the importance of that? I mean, because if I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I love my neighbor, but I don't love him as I love myself, what's the danger there? Well, sometimes um, our neighbors should run because if they think if we treat them the way we think about ourselves, ah. you know, we don't, not always love ourselves. That's we're, right. That's we're right. critical. We see right. flaws and That's things right. that are wrong with within us. That's right. Um, and that uh, we and we project that on others. We can we? project that on yeah. others, um, and you know, we're God's creation, and we are His children, and we are um, and. And we do need to love ourselves and how we think about ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we love who we are and who we've been created to be. Not being envious of others and or to um, desire what someone else has, mm. but that um, we've been given good and great gifts just for us mm. that the Lord has provided. Um, and so loving our neighbor means, uh, I think back to the Ten Commandments, I mean, we're not coveting his neighbor or coveting their animals. I we're not um, looking at their um, their wives. And right. We're not killing them, right? right. Uh, whether physically or with our words mm -hmm. and actions. So, you know, that uh, talking about those encapsulated within there, uh, loving ourselves, I think, is something that um, many Christians need to look at and be honest in their assessment and be able to um, determine, do they love themselves? Let's take a, a bit to business. All right, so I'm hearing all this soft stuff about love and relationship. Uh. I'm, an, I'm an entrepreneur, okay? I'm, I'm 
I'm trying to do. Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> so how does this how how does this impact my bottom line? I mean, how does this, you know what does this mean when it comes to the day the reality of running a business? I got an answer for you, Patrice. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> well, uh, we we found that you know relationships are really the foundation for business. Uh, the reason that that relationships is the first key that we put the most emphasis on is because of that, right? And it's really impossible for you to do business without some sort of relationships with others. You know, you, you know, if you want to transact business, there's got to be people to transact. So, mm. you know, so there's mm. there's you can't trade money, by right? yourself, <laughs> right? So, and then the other thing is, is we found as we were writing, we um, we discovered, and you know, as we were discussing the book together, we discovered an interesting thing that was revealed. Um, just talking about it is that relationships create margin. Yes, let's talk about that a bit because that's a concept that we, we kind of bumped into, mm-hmm. uh, at least understood in our discussion, mm-hmm. but that's a deep concept. Yeah. Scott, go on there. So, um, you know, y- you were talking in our last podcast about a growth key perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, that we, that, uh, you know, my project was having a staff meeting and um, the expenses were up and revenue was down mm-hmm. and we were looking at there's no margin there. Mm. Um, and when, when, you, when you have that tough conversation you about a growth key thing, about the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that as much as, as important as growth is and numbers are, if you have not built that um, foundation of relationships, created the margin in the relationships. I mean, at me and my project, we talk about we're a family. I mean, we mm. really have a lot of margin built, mm. you know, not just within ourselves and our staff, but, you know, with our alumni and mm. all, all those people. There's, there's a lot of relational equity that's been built. Um, so it creates margin in, if you create, if you're intentional about creating margin in relationships, it actually um, it lends itself into the other two keys, mm. and then it and then in growth it cycles back. So mm. once you have a margin in growth, you can invest back into relationships, right? And this thing can really build, and um, it's you know it's multiplication. It becomes kind of supernatural. Growth. Exactly. As you were talking, I was thinking about tonight. I'm leaving tomorrow for Malaysia. Uh, and I was Deborah leaving with going together from Malaysia, and and I was thinking about and and tonight I'm taking my daughters, my two girls out for dinner. I'll probably be sleepy during dinner. But <laughs> <laughs> I told them I said just drive me home. And so and and so that's kind of investing in them. That's kind of mm-hmm. create you know relationship. And I thought about okay as a husband, if I invest in my wife, my time. You know, uh, talk with her that uh, the margin it creates. Mm-hmm. So, so, and that margin allows us as a family and as a couple to bear a difficult time. When I have to be away for extended periods of time, uh, moments we have to deal with tough, difficult conversations. Um, d- you know, moments where we, as a family we're facing tough crises. Um, the relational margin. Unable us to bear it. Yeah. And you illustrate a great point that, you know, what do we all say? I don't have time. That's right. But what we're what we make the case of in this book is that 
you have to find the time. If you have an unreasonable optimistic faith that mm. if you carve out the time for mm. what God has, mm. you know, you, you always have time for what God has. Right. And if relationships are as important as it seems to be when, with Jesus' answer, mm. then you have the time. Mm. So, Patrice, if anybody doesn't have the time, it's you. But mm. you are so intentional about investing. I mean, just yesterday, you, mm -hmm. you know, we had a meeting and you said, hey, let's get together in person because mm -hmm. it was important. Mm -hmm. You know, taking that, you know, creating margin where there doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be any mm -hmm. in relationship key, mm -hmm. it, it, it just does something mm -hmm. supernatural, like you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, is, this is good because you're right. Many entrepreneurs say they don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they don't take the time. So they never get the time. And, and then it kind of keeps going downward. But if you make the time, it gives you the time. Mm -hmm. Right, so that you able to, it's it's kind of magical. If you make time, you have time. If you don't make time, you don't have time. Right, and if you don't make time, you never get the the margin. You don't have the margin. You don't have the time. Yeah. So we want to challenge our listeners to have faith That's in this right. concept. That's right. Starts That's right. Starts with faith. So, uh, can I say? You yes, know, sir. Yes, what's sir. The, Go ahead. What's the consequence if you don't do this? I mean, how many times have we mm. seen a business that has all of the the, the right the right stuff mm. but then at the end of the day you know at the end of a career or a bu build, building a business you know the marriage falls apart that's right why did that happen relationship mm, mm, mm. well I think that comes also it's about relationship it's about talking and being with people and oftentimes in business it um, whether it's customers vendors or employees mm. they are transaction mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. they have there's a monetary mm -hmm. um, figure placed on top mm -hmm. of them they're not an individual mm -hmm. and that tra and people feel that they know if they're mm -hmm. a transaction or not if they or if they have a real connection with their um, grocery store clerk That's or right. with a plumber or whoever it may be right so we have to think about um, those interactions that we have have to be real where we're looking at an individual. So those interactions got to go beyond the transaction, they right? Have because to go if, it, that. if it limits it to the transaction, that's not a relationship, right? That's not a relationship. But if it goes beyond the transaction, that's a relationship. Meaning this, a relationship begins when I start giving you that which you didn't pay for. That's when the relationship begins, when I start giving you that which you didn't pay for. So for business, that means when I'm spending that extra time with you, even though you already paid me, I don't need to be here anymore. When I give you that extra time, that time before you paid for anything, know that you may not pay for anything. Mm -hmm. Because if it's tied to the transaction, then it's not, it's, it's not it's self-serving. But if it's outside of the transaction, right, it's, it's like your doctor visiting you even though he, he won't bill you for that visit because the insurance has already been paid for, you know, smacked out. Well, and taking that analogy even farther is looking at when your doctor looks at, sits down and looks at you in the eye. 
that right. says and has a conversation that's right and says you know this is patrice he that's has right. a condition that's i need right. to share that with him and that's hear right. what his concerns that's right. are that's right. even though that may take him an additional five minutes or whatever it may be you know i'm convicted i think about the uh, times like in um restaurants or other places where i may not even I may tell the bus person thank you for taking their, but do I look at them? Mm. Do I do I see who they are and mm. treat them as an individual? Mm. Mm. Um, the, you know they are they're they're taking away these dirty dishes so they can bring me my food, right? It's it's a transactional um, relationship. I was in Madagascar and um, and I was about to sp- I was I was speaking at an event and I came in and the folks were coming and sitting down and I had an interpreter. And I went and began to introduce myself to the people that I didn't know in the audience. How are you? How'd you get here? Da, da, da. How'd you find out? You know, and just talking to the folks. And my interpreter said, wow, Patrice, you know, I'm glad you're doing that. She said, because for some of these people, it's their first time here and they may be nervous, don't, do not know anybody. And to have the speaker come and talk to Pay attention to them. Yes. It gives them a wonderful first impression. Yes. Right? So so that was building relationship because that's something I didn't have to do. And again, building relationship is about doing that which you don't have to do in order for the transaction to take place. Mm-hmm. That illustrates the point in the book, you know, use transactions to build relationships. That's right. Don't use relationships for transactions. That's right. So, so Scott, you, you, you're kind of, first of all, let's talk. How, 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 how is it, has it been writing this section of the book? It, Deborah said it's convicting, right? Because, oh man, how, I mean, if there's an area where um, I think I could grow, I think I, many of us could grow mm. is being better at relationships and understanding how important and how Uh, foundational it is to everything else we do and then realizing how many times as I'm writing I'm like yeah I need to be better at that it's like you know I I, I feel like there's some inspiration coming through Mm. uh, in the Mm. book and and it's like it's speaking to me as I'm writing it so um, it's a little uncomfortable to be honest with you to write that well I mean I, I believe that each of us have vessels that the Lord ministers through and when good ministry is happening through us, we are often the first partakers because the Holy Spirit is challenging us as he's inspiring us to challenge others. So if that's that happening, that means that we're not truly allowing God to speak through us because he will speak through us transmission of truth that would also transform us, transform us in the process. Mm. You know, and so, and that's kind of what's happening. And as we allow us to be transformed, we are beneficiaries of it and not just what I call male clerks or male men or women where we are passing on a packet and we don't get a chance to open it and enjoy it ourselves. Mm-hmm. I told God I never want to be a male man. <laughs> right? I want to partake. Now, there are some male men that have really good relationships with their, mm-hmm. with their people, with their, uh, um, where they deliver, but That's oftentimes true. they're just putting it in a they're box. They're putting it in a box. That's and, right. you know, male men, by law, can't open the gift. Uh, that they bring, true. right? That's true. And so that's that's the issue there. Relationship key. Now, so we we obviously established that this relationship thing is important to business. Scott, you mentioned it earlier, but what are the consequences though of not 
putting this mm. uh, of of not investing in relationship. What well, I mean, uh, what what have you guys seen from the consequence here? Um, I was just talking with an entrepreneur this morning who um, was was talking about I'm waking up with an anxiety attack, mm. and through the coaching process, um, we realized, you know, what are the priorities in life? Mm. For her, she realized that um, her kids are, you know, it's summertime. Her kids are at home and, you know, not, uh, she's not engaging with them as much as she would feel, you know, uh, is appropriate. She's, she's, um, she's got business going, she's got, you know, financials going, she's hitting the other keys, mm. but then she realized this one relationship, and mm. it's not even inside the business relationship, but it's affecting everything else. Mm. So, you know, as, as we were coaching, she was like, okay, I just need to, you know, do that, and these other things will take care of themselves. Mm. You know, start to plan some things, start to bring that into alignment with, you know, her priorities, and then the anxiety is gonna go away. Mm. Mm. Deb, well, you know, I, um, I think uh, uh, going back into some of my experiences where um, that in, um, in there are some industries, uh, and I'll pick on banking. You know, I came out of really started in in um, a savings and loan environment, which was really about um, caring about your customer who they knowing who they were you weren't really selling a product you were you know solving problems mm. and and helping them to have a better life and um, and what they were trying to reach their goals what they were trying to do um, and when I contrasted that with my initial experience with um, commercial banking was about it was all about the numbers it was how many of this type of customer um, you know, checking savings, uh, credit card, whatever it may be. It wasn't about that person sitting in front of me. Mm. It was numbers. It, it was numbers, and you know, if you're going to open one account with me, I just as well open up, you know, four or five. <laughs> more <laughs> numbers. More numbers, <laughs> right? And and that it really wasn't about that person and what their needs happen to be. And oftentimes we, you know, especially if we've got a. Uh, a numbers crunch, right? Mm -hmm, that's right. Revenue's down right. and expenses. How many more customers do I need? Mm. How much more do I need to sell to a customer? Mm. How many more widgets do they need to have? Um, as opposed to, you know, really taking taking stock of the situation and analyzing it. And how do we um, maximize those relationships that we have mm. and understanding their needs and being able to meet those. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, I think relationships are key to everything that we do. Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, sometimes we apply numbers to our relationships. It's like, mm. okay, I get this key is important, so I'm going to give you 10 minutes of my time, Patrick, <laughs> and the whole time I'm looking at my watch. Mm. And, and do you really yeah, feel my presence? So, true. so, true. Right? Right. so there's a, there's a warning label, right? Let's, I, I don't want to pass the 10-minute mark because exactly, I don't know what could happen. There's exactly. a consequence there. Because I have another one that yeah. I need to go spend mm. 15 minutes. Yeah, so we need to be careful about yeah. applying numbers to our mm. relationships, right? Mm. We need to be intentional about the relationship, but also be present. Mm. I mean, because what does it say if I'm with you and I'm checking my watch and checking my uh, phone mm. every few minutes? I mean, if things are buzzing on the phone and I'm looking at it and I'm not looking at you while you're talking, I mean, mm. doesn't doesn't that happen? You know, that well, that how often does that, that right? happen where mm -hmm. people are paying attention mm -hmm. to what's going on, on their phone? And so not presence is so important. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, you're you're listening to the. Um, 
Kingdom Business Coaching Podcast, and we're talking about these three keys, relationship values and growth, and we're really emphasizing right now on this key of of relationship. You know, guys, uh, next week we're going to really get into the various relationships uh, in our lives and really how to deal with them. But, uh, you know, f- for today, as we kind of bring this to wrap here, um, we talked about the consequences of not of these relationships not being a priority. Let's talk about the benefit that comes from getting it right. We, we, we kind of alluded to it, but as we prepare to wrap up here, um, what's a key benefit that our listeners can expect if they do take the time, if they do invest in those relationships for their lives or for their company? What do you guys think? So the word that comes to mind is... Um, is you know grease you know it mm. it uh, it lubricates uh, everything business transactions um, those values conversations I love it um, if you take the time to invest in the relationship um, you know when you screw up which we all do you know I didn't mean to say that you know whatever it is it it if you've built some equity in that relationship there's so many I mean everything else is built on that right mm. um, it, it leads to that bottom line thinker right you mm. know that really wants to impact growth they need to to be intentional about it as well but everything is is um, is just smoothed out and greased when you um, invest in relationships I, Scott as you shared I thought so relationships like the lubricant yes that really makes everything else float. Deborah, what's the? Well, you know, from a from a business perspective, I think of bit of um, building relationships results in client retention, which means that I don't have to spend as much to go out and market and try to wow. bring in new and new customers, and what I spend. What I would have spent in marketing, if I spent an equivalent amount in building that relationship with another client, um, they may buy more for me. They mm. may bring me referrals. Mm. Um, they stay with me in the thick and thin, even if I have to raise prices. Mm. You know, there's so many benefits to the business itself um, that, uh, from that financial standpoint, that. Uh, that we really um, don't need to spend more time with them. They're not. They're not um, something that we can um, change over churn each mm. time and, and think it's going to be easy to get another another or a better client along the way. I heard it's a lubricant, and I heard it it saves you money and can also make you money. Yes. Because of that, what advice would you give our listeners? And their listeners say, okay, I want to walk this out. What what advice would you give them? Deborah, what, what advice or what encouragement would you give them? Uh, you have to be authentic and you have to be genuine. You mm. have to want to know somebody. Mm. You want you really want to be in order to be engaged with them, you have to you have to have a, a care and a concern. So start with one person, mm. whether it's on your staff, mm. whether it is um, in a, a business colleague, a vendor. A customer start with one person wow and and be genuine and be you have to be genuine yeah scott uh don't put this off mm. you know nobody oh, gets advice. to the end of their life and says i wish i would have worked more mm. or i wish mm. i would have done anything else besides invest in relationships right mm. that's the thing like every day we're like oh i'll get to that tomorrow i know i need to take you know that client out to lunch but i'll get to that tomorrow whatever that relationship is uh, I think it takes an unreasonable, optimistic faith, but you got to take that leap of faith and start doing it today. I Test love us on it. it. Yeah. Test us on it. 
money back guarantee. Whatever you spend for this show, you'll get that and more. Wow, guys, thank you so much. So we're going to continue this conversation next week because I want to deal with, okay, what are the various relationships that we deal with? You kind of mentioned I want to get into that a little bit more and how do you really deal with them. And I want to ask you guys some tough questions about some realities because this stuff kind of can, can have a price tag on it. But, but as you guys have said, the margin it creates is well worth uh, the price tag. Well, you've been listening to the Kingdom Business Coaching Podcast, and we've been talking about the KBC Keys, and we're really dealing with this idea of relationship. Continue listening to us, and uh, you truly will, will learn how to walk this thing out. Here's our prayer for you, that the Lord will give you the grace to, and favor to build a transformational company that impacts people, relationships, the planet or the community where you do business in, be profitable so that you might be able to invest in eternity. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. To find out more and to discover some great resources, go to kingdombizcoaching.com. That's kingdombiz, B-I-Z, coaching.com. If you'd like to get in contact with us, our email address is info at kingdombizcoaching.com. And now, may God bless your business today.